Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you want to get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of the Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play the Godfather, now at ChampaCasino.com. Welcome to the family. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you want to get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of The Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play The Godfather now at ChompaCasino.com. Welcome to the family. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. Lucky Land Casino. Asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. From Autosport.com and Autosport Magazine, I'm Martin Lee, and this is the Autosport Podcast. Formula One returns to the Hungaro Ring this weekend for the Hungarian Grand Prix, this venue being the 38th time uh, we've gone back there. This is the oldest custom-designed Formula One track on the current circuit, constructed back in the mid-80s, built in just nine months. Of course, Hungary has a rich motorsports heritage. The first Hungarian Grand Prix goes back to 1936, won by a certain Tazio Nuvolari. Now, Formula One's been going to Monza every year since 1981, but apart from that, this is also the longest continuous run on the F1 calendar. So, a legendary venue to go back to, but one in which it's traditionally very hard to overtake. The number of on-track passes normally being pretty low. So if Red Bull can qualify out front and take the win, and I think that's looking pretty likely, that's probably an understatement, they could get their 12 consecutive wins in a row and eclipse uh, that current title they're equaling with McLaren back in 1988. But we'll start the podcast today not by talking about Red Bull, but their sister team, Alpha Tauri. Of course, Nick DeVries out the door and in a certain Daniel Ricciardo. After just six months on the sidelines, I'm joined by our Grand Prix editor, Alex Kalanorkas, who will be in the UK for this one, and Matt Q, who has got his bags packed, about to jump on a plane and head over to Hungary to discuss. So this is a recording that we did for our YouTube channel as well. So that'll be going up later today, maybe tomorrow. If you're going to catch that online, then... You haven't got to listen to this podcast, but otherwise, Matt, let's begin by talking about Daniel Ricciardo. This is going to be a big weekend for him in a pretty bad car. Lots been written and said about his prospects already, but what do you think we can expect from the Aussie this weekend? Something uh, akin to a thankless task, it seems like, because everyone's (laughs) talking about how difficult that car is. Um, You know, it's rooted to the bottom of the Constructors' Championship, difficult car to drive. He's coming in at a sort of a, a, a circuit that really relies on a good benign chassis against a really competitive teammate in Yuki Tsunoda who's impressed everyone so he's he's race rusty you know get adjusting to a, a new team 
And he comes as an eight-time Grand Prix winner with the expectation that, you know, he can make a play for the Red Bull seat. He comes in with people expecting him to just, you know, hit the ground running at a track he's won at before. So um, I think there's a, a lot of pressure riding on this weekend. Well, a lot of public pressure riding on this weekend, whether personally and internally it's, it's slightly relieved. Um, it, well, it should be, I think. Absolutely. Well, Daniel Ricciardo returns to the Fianza team that he raced with in 2012 and, and 13. Alex, this is the eighth time that Red Bull as owners have changed drivers halfway through a season. It's kind of common these days that they uh, they make the changes when they need to. But can he realistically do anything for his 2024 prospects by driving such a slow car? Well, it's interesting. I think the more that comes out about this and there's going to be more uh, in the coming days when the key players involved speak publicly in the press conferences so Ricardo himself uh, particularly Christian Horner at Red Bull Helmut Marko you never know what he's going to say at any given moment when they start talking there'll be more and more more and more come out about this but as we find out more for example that Christian Horner is now openly saying that actually this is more about 2025 for Ricardo not about 2024 which which would make sense but also if it is about 2025 and Yuki Tsunoda is going to be around again in 2024, again, what's the sort of what's happened to the Red Bull Junior program? You've got Liam Lawson doing extremely well in Super Formula. So if this is all about 2025, there's still a massive bottleneck at the top. And if Lawson, as he seems to be doing, he's, he's very close to the top of the standings uh, in Japan at the moment. If he were to win this that, that Super Formula title this year, he would logically expect an F1 seat and you would expect Red Bull to give him one. So what's going to happen if Ricardo's at AlphaTauri uh, for 2024? Um, that said, you know, I think it would have been even harsher to put Liam Lawson in this position, given half a season, no testing whatsoever. It makes sense to the very, very experienced Daniel Ricardo. But as Matt's already said, the car's really hard to drive and it's really hard to drive in the key area that Ricardo needs. It's corner entry. It's, 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 it's rear is unstable, particularly as the speed comes down, the downforce, downforce comes off, the car comes up. And it's hard. It's harder to control. It's harder to then get that really fast, uh, smooth exit that Ricardo wants. And that's what happened at McLaren. That's what the problem he just couldn't tame other than that one wild, wonderful weekend at Monza a couple of years ago. So, yeah, it does seem a bit of a hiding to nothing. But I think I think if you if you if you dig into the, the, the sort of key explanation Marco gave of why they dropped the freeze, he said they didn't see one key lap from him or one, you know, one single standout lap for him. So. As long as Ricardo, at the very least, is delivering that, Red Bull will be happy. And Matt, can I ask you what this means for the main Red Bull team? Now, it's clearly Max Verstappen's team. He can, if you do all the crazy permutations of, of the maths, he can win the championship so crazy early this year. If, if he scores a point this weekend, I think he equals the points that Vettel won one of his championships with. Okay, different year, different amount of races, but still, it's a crazy uh, amount of stats you can do with Red Bull this year. Why change anything? Lots of people are saying, well, you know, Daniel Ricciardo at the number two team is there to put pressure on Sergio Perez. Like Sergio Perez doesn't need any more pressure than being being inside that pressure cooker, which is Red Bull and Max Verstappen's teammate. What are the permutations for the main team, Matt? Could this just make Perez crumble if it's more pressure? Do you think Perez could raise his game and and mean that his 24C is not even being questioned anymore? No, there's no doubt Perez is under pressure. And in fact, um, since the Ricardo signing's been made, I think Horn has been a bit more emphatic about sort of um, the, the situation Perez is in. But so far, the party line is or the implied party line is so long as Perez is in second position in the championship, it doesn't matter. Well, 
a conversation Alex and I were having, you know, as we ambled out of Silsa, which are our last race together, is that so far that's not been an issue because Red Bull haven't had, apart from sort of Saudi Arabia, the, the gearbox issue or whatever, where that rear gunner position has been brutally exposed, where if Verstappen's not in a the fight, there's no one to take, you know, take over and, and go for victory. And that situation has arguably been relieved even more because Mercedes, Aston Martin, McLaren now, Ferrari, none of them can decide who wants to be second fastest. So there's been a massive like toing and froing, which has again relieved the pressure on on Red Bull. But when when those things sort of coalesce and Verstappen needs a rear gun and needs defence to, you know, to get back at a Hamilton Russell split strategy or something like that. If Perez is not there and he's not second in the championship, that's when those points will really come to the fore. But yes, he is under pressure. And the fact that Horner has now said that there is sort of a route to the Red Bull team. These the Ricardo situation does nothing to relieve that pressure. However, you know, Perez is a very well remunerated <laughs> Formula One driver he knew what that gig would entail going up alongside Max Verstappen and if he in his hearts of hearts believes he can be a world champion and that entails beating Verstappen well that comes with you know surviving in an intensely pressurised situation so in theory the just adding Ricardo into the mix should be water for ducks back but it is now five sort of traditional Q3s take away sprint qualifying it's five traditional um, Q3s where he hasn't featured Hungry, he needs he needs to be in there. He needs to like like Logan Sargent or whoever's contract is up for renewal. You've got these this double header and then a, a month long summer break where agents and managers can meet and lots of people can sort of um, you know um, vacillate over situations. Well, if Perez has two really strong weekends and he he takes a lot of that sort of the pressure away. So that's what he needs to be doing. And Alex, just finally a word on Red Bull and their prospects for this weekend. Back at the legendary Hungaro ring, first won by a certain Mr. Piquet. A nice family connection there with Max Verstappen these days. But uh, this year, he's returning as, as the winner of last year's race. Is there going to be any concern at all from Red Bull, uh, Alex, about their, their Silverstone pace, showing them uh, maybe not quite as far as, as head of the competition as before? Last year, they were followed home by the two Mercedes cars so what do you think of red bull's prospects this weekend anything to worry about or got it all in hand oh i've got it all in hand absolutely nothing to worry about i think you know dominant winner in monaco well other than when the rain arrived but you know it's it's, it's go back to the low speeds uh stuff and they can cope seemingly just as well there as uh, as elsewhere uh, also just on on the silverstone thing don't forget there was a safety car he was nine seconds up the road before the pit stops so you know there's about half the race to go it wasn't far off the normal advantage. There's, I think there's been a lot made of the small gap to Norris at the end. I think the safety car, you can't read anything into that really. Um, so yeah, no, Red Bull certainly looking like the favourite. But just also one quick thing on the uh, the, you know, the Perez situation. Red Bull already knows what happens if its rear gunner isn't up there with its main driver. It happened in 2021. It cost them a world title. And what's happened since then? Dietrich Mateschitz sadly is gone. There's new management at the top of Red Bull. They're putting pressure on AlphaTauri to deliver results. The Constructors' Championship victory there comes with a massive financial windfall. Therefore, it's only logically it's only logical to expect that the, the team management at Red Bull know that they need to deliver double titles. And if Perez isn't part of that, that's where the pressure's coming from. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. 
The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Now, once again, Formula One fans will all be turning on the TV this weekend and a change once again uh, to some of the details, the minutiae, if you like, of, of how we go racing each weekend. Not quite as significant as a sprint weekend, but a change to qualifying. Matt, all the teams will be... Uh, using hard tyres in Q1, mediums in Q2, softs in Q3, presuming it's not wet. There's a reduction in tyre sets available as well. Will that have any meaningful change on the weekend that uh, that you're about to jump on a plane and, and go and see in person, Matt? Potentially, but but not a lot. So if this topic sounds familiar, we were we were meant to be sort of introducing the, the trial for um, Imola, but obviously that... That never happened, so here we are a few months down the line. Sort of the the public reason is that if you you know if you have the allocated tyres for each session, then you can you can bin off a couple of sets basically, and you know uh, and that improves F one's sustainability credentials. You know I don't think a couple of flight cases not travelling. Obviously, it's a step in the right direction, but I don't think that justifies the the change of the format. Particularly, I think it's more about. The very rare occasions where you get like a you know Williams in Q3, but to get into Q3 they've scrubbed all their softs throughout FP3 and and then in the first couple of qualifying sessions. Well, hopefully they should mitigate that so they can still put in a quali- a competitive lap and suddenly you're not left with like an eight car anti climax in Q3. But the other thing as well is it will then pay forward into the race, won't it? So that Williams that then hasn't burnt through its set of soft tyres and maybe it's got into Q3 it then has another set of soft tyres free so it can be more aggressive in in the race and strategy and sort of uh, go forward a little bit more but I think for, for the time being while it's up in the air or, or we haven't seen it properly sort of um, manifest itself on track that's, that's all there really is to say about it I think we don't know quite how it's going to transpire and, and whether if you were you know uh, a relatively new Formula One fan coming, whether you'll notice a blind bit of difference at all, apart from the commentators spending 20 seconds explaining it at the start of uh, Saturday. <laughs> okay, well, we look forward to watching that. And Alex, you mentioned McLaren and some of the reasons why they appeared a bit closer in Silverstone. Let's dig into that a little bit more. McLaren did jump up the pecking order significantly. Mercedes called it a rocket ship. Andrea Stella insists the key has been teamwork and the distributed model for the technical reorganisation back at the factory and in Woking. Now, what do you think about this weekend's performance from McLaren? This track can throw up some unexpected winners. We've seen uh, Button here win here when he wasn't expected to, seen Heike Kovalainen, Ocon's won here, uh, all when they weren't really uh, the favourites, to say the least. So, um, what do we expect from McLaren this weekend? Is it going to be a crazy weekend? And do they think right? Well, we can we can take the fight, or is it going to be track specific? Uh, I guess we don't know till they, they start putting some lap times in this weekend. But can you expand a little bit more on what we're expecting to see from that upgrade package? 
Yeah, oh, interesting. All three of those examples you cited, so Button, Kovalainen and Ocon, required the favourite sort of falling out of the race. Although I think actually, I mean, the Hamilton starting at the front for Ocon was, was, the, was the major factor and Mercedes got it wrong on the strategies there in 2021. But um, yeah, McLaren, I think you would expect them logically not to have the Silverstone level performance simply because that's a super high speed track, which is where they perform very, very well. Lewis Hamilton, very complimentary about, you know, how quick the McLaren uh, was in the high speed turns at Silverstone. And there just aren't really any of those at the Hungara ring. There's that turn four, which is quite uh, rapid at the start of the second sector, I think I'm right in saying. Uh, but other than that, it's it's basically a go-kart track. It's the cliche Monaco without the walls. And unfortunately, McLaren, Lando Norris, very almost almost disarmingly open in, uh, in, in what he said in the press conference after coming second at Silverstone, which is that McLaren is apparently, according to him, still pretty terrible in those conditions. So uh, yeah, much harder challenge for McLaren this weekend. But equally, it is a much better car than it was at the start of the year when they were struggling, you know, Norris hitting the wall in Jeddah, things like that. Also another high high speed circuit where it's got walls there, Jeddah, but it, it does demonstrate just how far McLaren has come. Um, so yeah, should probably not Red Bull bothering. I mean, I wouldn't be surprised if it did turn out that way because as Matt said, the other, the opposition, is, they, they, they can't get a handle on which team is going to be second uh, race to race to race. But I would sort of expect Aston Martin to suddenly start looking pretty good again, particularly with Fernando Alonso, you know, past winner here uh, at, at the wheel and, and, and everything. So, um, so yeah, harder for McLaren, not out of the realms of possibility that they won't do well. But yeah, I just, I think logically you'd expect it not to go quite so well at Silverstone. And finally, before we go, Matt, are there any other teams or drivers who I haven't got to yet who you want to give an honourable mention to that you'll be looking out for this weekend when you are trackside for any particular reason? I can give you a dishonourable mention if you like, Martin. This is um, something, something we I sort of um, we spoke about in the British Grand Prix podcast and video, and um, it's just sort of Mercedes. Uh, okay, they've been the subject of a lot of attention over the last eighteen months, but whether actually now is almost where things look most bleak because you've had the the supposedly game changing upgrade from Monaco. Okay, lap time comparisons are more difficult, but in terms of results, there's been no obvious uptick and then okay you had Spanish Grand Prix much better performance Mercedes were really strong there last year so that result might need to be reviewed as like another outlier that you know that car is mega or that car concept is mega at Barcelona not anywhere else so it's where they go from here whether it's a case of and and neither are brilliant but whether it's a case of the upgrades haven't given them a step forward or whether the upgrades will give them a step forward but they're now what four races down the line and they haven't properly correlated them neither of which are a good scenarios to be in so um, this is where you know Toto Wolf inviting Pep Guardiola into the garage studying Alex Ferguson's autobiography this is one of those like where him and Lewis Hamilton need to need to sort of sh- they, they carry most weight in that team and they need to really pull it through and, and show, show best possible management because I don't think there's too much to say that no, like rot's like a strong road, but I don't think there's been too much to suggest that there's anything to like stop the rot at the minute and, and get them back to, you know, a ninth constructors title or change, take the fight to Red Bull. 
Well, eight is great for Lewis Hamilton. He is a pole and win specialist at this venue, but I doubt he'll be doing number nine of either at this venue this weekend after what you've just said. But hey, we don't know what's going to happen till we see the cars on track and we can't wait to watch Formula One return after a short break. It's a back-to-back, then into the summer break as well. Goodness me. Well, thanks for watching the video today. Uh, remember to check out uh, myself on the Autosport podcast. You can subscribe to that for all of our Formula One coverage and more as well. We'd love to know what you think in the comments below from what our two experts have said today with Alex and Matt uh, giving their thoughts on this weekend. Let's hear yours right now. Leave us a comment and if you like the video and you like the channel, make sure you give us a thumbs up and subscribe so you always know what's going on at Autosport. Thanks so much for watching and we'll see you on the next one. Podcast Network. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.